idea of needing a seat at the table, I've always found a little bit problematic. If you're still only the one person that isn't usually on that table, yeah. quite frankly, fuck your table. <laughs> I'll just make my own table. Yeah. <laughs> There's a real disconnect between the wider New Zealand population and the arts community, I would say. Like, there is definitely an echo chamber of people that see shows and and it's hard to feel as though you are valued as part of New Zealand society. Kia ora and welcome back to Disruptors, a podcast produced by Basement Theatre with support from ReNews. I'm India Eswa and I'm your host for episode three. Disruptors is all about celebrating disruptive artists and arts practitioners in Tamaki Makoto and beyond. In this episode, we're chatting to Basement's 2019 producer-in-residence Alice Kirker and 2020 producer-in-residence Alicia Wilson-Hetty. As well as a shared residency experience, they both share passion for creating work that celebrates body positivity. Hello Alicia and Alice, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty good. So first of all, do you consciously think about disruption when creating your work? I think that I don't because I think that a fat person calling themselves fat on stage is inherently disruptive. Um, Like existing as who you are and using a word like fat, which is a word I I obviously use, um, is disruptive, even if I don't really want... I would rather it wasn't, but it is because people are like, oh, my God, she knows. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually really true. Like, it it is disruptive, I guess, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. And it Mm. is... I know what you're saying, Alice, because I, too, use the word fat all the time because yeah. I'm like it's just another describing word like yeah. I've done the work to unpack it for myself it's yeah. not like not a big a, deal uh, I know what I look like like okay, it's okay guys. yeah um <laughs> but yeah there's there's like I think the other thing too is that people just need to get okay with sitting in uncomfortability yes. because yes. that is something I've definitely become acutely aware of is that people don't like being uncomfortable, Mm -mm. which then kind of makes it disruptive, doesn't it? Because people are like, oh my God, I'm clutching pearls. Yeah, yeah. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Why am I uncomfortable? It's because we see the same shit over and over and over again. And like, we're all inherently so many different things. And we're all like, I'm inherently fat phobic. Like it is something, some, I have fat phobia towards myself because you grow up with this, like with all these different ideals. And so when you, you know, get naked on stage, which was, there was so much, I was so, reclamation was so fucking good. Um, Thanks. People, <laughs> people were just like, Oh, well, I wasn't. I was like, yes, I want to be on stage. But people are like, oh, my God, they're going to actually do this thing that I've never. It was actually incredible to to watch the level (laughs) of like seeing the level of uncomfortability of different people who came and watched Reclamation. And they're like, oh, hang on. The fat girls are taking their clothes off. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. They're in their undies. Do yeah. they know that they're in their... Oh, and they're dancing. <laughs> and they're joyful. Yeah. The fat girls are joyful. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. And you could see the uncomfortability that I was like, yes, job done. Tink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do think people just need to get a bit of a grip and be okay <laughs> with being uncomfortable. 
be honest. Like all the stuff that I make is inherently political because it just is. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like I don't know that I want to make stuff just for the point of making it just because like what what is the purpose of that you know like I think everything should have a purpose and I guess it's all in how you choose to deliver your message um and I I I think one of the biggest things I really love just investigating and looking at and even my choices and what it is I want to work on is how do we use joy how do we use joy as a entry point because the world is all a bit shit and yuck and it's easy to be angry and be angry. Like I get that too, but I don't know. I think there is real value in in finding your joy and there is a real um, resistance in that and just being yeah. like in a world that actually teaches us to kind of hate ourselves and feel a bit shit about everything. And there's lots of reasons to feel shitty. There is a real power in being like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be as joyful as I possibly can. This work is going to be as joyful as we can possibly make it. And that's a big fuck you. Yeah, there's actually, um, I think Gloria Steinem talks about how laughter is the only thing that you can't fabricate from yeah. somebody. You can't force laughter. Like, you can't force authentic laughter out of somebody. I think people are far more willing to listen to you and what it is you want to say when you are you're doing it in a way that isn't super aggressive. There's yes. a place for that. Don't get me wrong. There's a place for aggression and anger and rage, and yes. it's all valid. Um, but in my experience, I found that people are a lot more receptive to being like, I'm going to school you for 50 minutes when you're doing yeah. it in a way that's like accessible and joy's accessible to everyone. Yeah, it is. Could you both, because even I sort of struggle, <laughs> like it's basically, <laughs> this question. could you just describe exact, exactly what a theatre or live performance producer does? I'm honestly still figuring that oh, out yeah. myself. Mm. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people are like, ooh, producer, fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, no, mm, it's not it's just that me fancy. alone with my spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it changes from project to project, but the thing that re- that seems to be the key thing that comes out of every project I ever do is that it's all about um, identifying the needs of the people that you're working with and managing them really well. It ultimately boils down to just being like the support yeah, and nurturing whatever it is that people need from you. There is real value in kindness. Yeah, there is. And I think we're seeing that a lot more in how we work as practitioners in the spaces we're creating for ourselves and our audience. Mm. I think are a lot kinder. There's a lot more thought involved, I think. Yeah. I think also when you give people that you're working with the agency to make what they want to make, you're going to end up with something way cooler than anything you could have ever prescribed to the yeah. process. Like, yep. So you have to be able to create a space where people feel like they can just give you what they want to give you and then you end up with this incredible work usually at the end for incredible by, you know, a potentially a different standard than like a super slick theatre piece, but incredible in the sense that you've got this and this group of people who have made something that is theirs and they feel really fucking great about it yeah yeah what do you think of the current arts industry in Aotearoa I do think 
that there's a major cultural shift happening in how we all navigate that space because I do think for a long time it was really toxic and yuck um, and there wasn't a lot of kindness or encouragement and there was major gatekeeping and all of that kind of stuff and I think we're just clicking on that actually that's not a healthy way to work like we can all do better and we should do better and I think there that is actually actively happening mm. I think I would say so too I think it's really tricky because there's so much stuff being made yeah and there's so many communities like the arts community that is like so many different mediums that are being mixed together um I think like at the what at the end of the day the the thing that uh, that we are all struggling with is that we're all under resourced like yeah everybody <clears throat> has got a side hustle um there's not there's not enough money and and the money that is being distributed is potentially being distributed in ways that we don't all agree with or whatever and also there's a real um disconnect between the the wider you know New Zealand population and the arts community I would say like there is definitely an echo chamber of people that see shows and um and and it's hard to um feel as though um you are valued as part of a kind of a, a New Zealand society when you make work I, I feel that like I can say I'm a producer to an artist and they uh, understand I can say that to somebody just who I just meet and they have no idea what that even means or why I'm doing it and so that can feel quite def- you know you can feel quite defeated by that um, and I think also yeah there is a cultural shift happening and the people who don't see themselves represented have stopped it's what you were talking about trying to get a seat at the table and instead are just making their own table well that's it like this idea of needing a seat at the table I've always found a little bit problematic because if you're still only the one person that isn't usually on that table yeah. what's, what's the changed? point you're still you know just what I mean? there, yeah so actually Quite frankly, fuck your table. I'll just make my own table. (laughs) And you're seeing a lot more of that where there's all this, these little communities that you are seeing slowly build their tables. And it's great. Yeah. There is definitely an ownership over the narrative, I think. And people actually taking a bit more sovereignty for how they are actually being seen. Yes. And that's the importance of rebuilding these tables because the existing tables, they don't work. We know they don't work, which is why there is this need and a want to build new tables. And I'm all for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. We talked a little bit about like resources before and how it's kind of like a scarce uh, landscape in terms of funding for shows. And I was just wanting to talk a little bit about how that affects your capacity to create really joyful shows when you're working in quite intense environments. Quite frankly, I don't know how we do it sometimes. I'm like, did we make that yeah. with that amount? Like, oh my God, look at us. It's being resourceful, I think. Mm, I think it's tricky because even to access funding, you have to hold a certain level of privilege. And yeah. that's, um, it's because, you know, New Zealand is a colonised country and so the systems in which to access funding aren't accessible to like a lot of people and that's that's difficult. So I think that is a problem which means that people who should really get the money 
don't get the money and so then they don't even get to make the work but when you do get to make the work with whatever money you have even if you have no money um sometimes more money more problems sometimes I think um although always more money (laughs) I'll take the problems but I think that um in a profit share situation where people are accessing the money that you make at the end of the show in an equal way and everybody's across the budget, whatever. It's just like um, there's no other reason why someone would make a show than that that they want to make the show and that is just so cool when you have 20 people show up who aren't getting anything out of it financially but still want to be there to tell the story. Um, That is what makes the process keep moving because um yeah they've they've sh- they've showed up for whatever it is and but it's fucking hard it's difficult and it takes yeah. up so much of your energy <laughs> stressing about where you're going to rehearse and how you're going to um pay for you know costumes or get the set or whatever but you just learn to scrounge <laughs> and i think that it's a beautiful thing that our community is really really willing to share resource um even like um, theatre spaces and um, theatres across Auckland I think even the you know bigger names are still keen to and always do show up um, as best they can I, I, I believe so yeah I think that's what made um, Reclamation as a project actually a bit of a dream project because we had financial support from Basement but we also were lucky enough to get funding from CNZ and so having that and the resources to be able to do that and do exactly what we wanted was so nice because, trust me, we have not always worked like that. A lot of the no. times we haven't worked like that. And I've worked on projects where we've had nothing yeah. and we've literally had to just be like, okay, so if we all drip in this amount yeah. <laughs> and we all do this a little bit here and, and we'll have to big borrow and steal, but we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And that's pretty much how the Vogue scene started in New Zealand as it was, okay, we want to do this because we want to do this. How are we going to do it? And we just Did big, it. borrowed, stealed. We didn't steal. Maybe we did. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but it was. It was lots of just, you know, just trying to keep focus of this This work and these spaces are so important that money shouldn't be the thing that stops you from doing it. Yeah. Just, just figuring out how you're going to do it. Yeah. So, Alice, you were Basement's producer in residence last year. Yes, I was. Can you talk a bit about what that experience was like um, <laughs> and any advice you have for Alicia? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I think that the, well, it was an incredible year and it's, it's an, an like an immense privilege to have been able to do the year that I did because there are few producing opportunities at that level, at a more emerging level. Um, and I got to learn about a lot of things that I would just never, I just don't know how people access that information otherwise. Um, In terms of advice, I think like at the beginning of the year, I was less confident and I even just reflecting on my year now, I just didn't take ownership of the space I'd been given until I was like right on the brink of opening my show and maybe that's a personal thing and you'll just step right in and be boss bitch from the get-go. But I just was like spent so much wasted time like 
And I think because of, you know, being a fat person, not often feeling represented, I've spent a lot of time being like, I don't know if I should be here. I don't know why they chose me. Like the, the imposter syndrome for sure was like heavy and it still is, but it was just like, I just wasted a lot of energy <laughs> feeling like I shouldn't be there when obviously like they chose me to be there. So like I <laughs> should have been there. Um, and also the other piece of advice is that there's like, everybody is an expert in some capacity and equally you are too and so you have a problem and then you have like seven incredible mentors give you (laughs) seven different solutions and you have to kind of pick and choose and then go with sometimes none of their options and go with what you think is the best way to go because you know what you want to do um so it took me a while to be like there's no pleasing every single person that I meet sometimes I'm just going to have to make a decision and everybody was always super supportive of whatever decision I made and have fun (laughs) oh my god that's so lame but it is true have fun (laughs) yeah I'm just so excited I'm actually so excited I just want to get yeah I don't know exactly what it is that I do want to get out of this year I just know that um I'm meant to be here and it's happened and I'm just going to welcome it with open arms I'm just going to just soak up as much as I can awesome thank you so much for coming along and chatting to me um and good luck for your respective projects you guys have a lot going on thank you (laughs) especially you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i don't even know yet what it is You've been listening to Disruptors, a podcast produced by Basement Theatre with support from ReNews. Never miss an episode by subscribing via all your favourite podcast platforms. You can also find Disruptors on Facebook, Instagram and by visiting basementtheatre.co.nz or renews.co.nz. A massive thanks to Alice Kirker and Alicia Wilson-Hetty for being a part of Disruptors. Also our host, India Eswa, producer Tim Blake, collaborator Kate Orgis, editor Tim Batt, and our theme music composer Joel Maholland. Next time on Disruptors, a special episode responding to COVID-19's impact on the Aotearoa art sector. 